Well, hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. In a few moments, we're going to replay a conversation we had a few months ago with Dan Keon. He's the vice president of Alliance Assistance Canada about the importance of travel insurance during hurricane season. In the wake of the destruction of Hurricane Dorian, I thought it might be a good reminder. Plus, the Savor the Sun Mountain Wine Festival is coming up in December at the Sun Peaks Grand Hotel and Conference Centre. So we'll get a preview of that, plus learn a bit about the hotel in general. And later, we'll travel to Kissimmee, Florida, see why it might be an option when visiting Disney World, Universal, and the other attractions near Orlando. But like I said, I think it's always a good idea to do a reminder about the importance of travel insurance especially in the wake of the destruction of Hurricane Dorian. And we talked about it a few months ago with Dan Keon. He's the vice president of Alliance Assistance Canada. So here's a replay of that conversation now. Uh, two scenarios we want to uh, talk about. One, uh, well, both involving uh, trip and cancellation insurance, because it seems to me if you have that, it really solves a lot of problems when it comes to uh, interrupting your uh, trip and that. But uh, the first occurs before you leave, and the uh, second uh, um, uh, scenario is when you're at your destination. Let's talk about before you leave, why it's important to have trip and interruption insurance, especially now during hurricane season. Sure. Uh, so, Randy, usually Canadians have a pretty good handle on the fact that they should have some form of medical insurance when they travel, but they may not be aware of other types of travel insurance plans that, that uh, they can purchase to help protect their trip. So the ones you're referencing um, tend to be referred to as trip cancellation, which, as you mentioned, is if you need to cancel your trip before you leave. And another type of benefit is trip interruption, is, which is if you need to interrupt your trip after you've left but before you've returned home. So for trip cancellation coverage, um, typically plans will have a list of covered reasons that are eligible reasons for you to cancel your trip um, as a result of. Uh, given that we are now sort of fully in hurricane season, we have Hurricane Barry uh, mm-hmm. in force as we speak, um, the key is for travelers to make sure that they get the travel insurance and specifically trip cancellation insurance whenever they're booking their trip. What, what people tend to assume sometimes is that they can wait until, say, a hurricane pops up at their destination and think, okay, well, I should get insurance because I may have to cancel. The problem with that is that uh, as soon as a hurricane is named, it becomes what's considered a known event. And your insurance is intended for unexpected events, things that, you're, you know, that may happen, mm-hmm. but you don't know for a fact will happen. So by getting your insurance in advance, you're protecting yourself from a whole range of risks that may be covered by the policy. Um, But if you wait until the hurricane is named, it's at that point too late. And if you did try to file a claim on a policy you bought after the hurricane was named, you you very likely wouldn't be covered for it. Mm -hmm. So it's really a timing issue. Um, The other other thing to keep in mind there, too, is to never really assume what situations or, or assume that all situations may be covered by the policy you're purchasing. So, you know, we fully appreciate being in the industry that the policy wording can seem daunting um, and probably the last thing that people want to do whatever they're heading out on a fun trip is read a travel insurance policy but <laughs> at a minimum 
You should be looking through the covered reasons that are listed for trip cancellation, just so you know the full range of situations that may be covered, but also ones that may not be covered so that you don't find yourself expecting to have mm-hmm. coverage, say, for hurricanes, but then find out that it's not actually listed as a, as a covered benefit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the other scenario is uh, when you're at your destination and, say, uh, Hurricane Barry shows up or a tropical storm or some other uh, natural disaster, uh, if you have your trip interruption insurance, that, that saves a, a lot of headache, doesn't it? It does. Um, trip interruption um, benefits will typically provide you with a one-way economy airfare back to, uh, back to your home. Um, now, if your flight is transferable, uh, it can just cover simply the cost to change your ticket. But if it's a non-transferable ticket, then it would allow you to purchase a new ticket. It can also provide benefits if you have uh, prepaid for certain things like, say, accommodations or excursions that you can no longer do as a result of needing to come home early. So it's a really helpful benefit to have in place. Um, and it will have, again, just like trip cancellation, a list of covered situations. And that can range from medical emergencies. So, you know, you're on a hiking trip and you break your leg. Well, you're probably not going to want to continue your hiking trip. Mm-hmm. If your doctor recommends that you need to go home, then you um, would have a benefit then to come home if that was a covered reason. Um, the key thing, of course, in those situations especially as it relates to hurricanes, is to, um, to you know, stay in touch with local authorities as far as um, what you need to do to be safe, as far as um, whether that be shelter or getting away from the coastline. Um, you'll also want to, of course, get in touch with your travel agent if you book through a travel agent to find out what your options are for getting mm-hmm. home early. Usually there will be you know, plans for evacuation flights um, before a storm hits. Um, from a travel insurance perspective, you know, if you are able to and have time, it's good to contact your travel insurance provider, let them know about your situation and just confirm that you have the benefits. And either way, just make sure you're keeping all of your receipts um, so that if you, you know, need to change your flight or if you are incurring expenses as a result of the interruption, you have all those, all those receipts available whenever you need to file your claim when you get home. Mm-hmm. Well, good advice. Always great advice. Uh, people can find out more information at travelinsurance.ca. Dan Keon is the uh, Vice President of Allianz Global Assistance Canada. A uh, wealth of information, Dan. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity, Randy. Have a good day. Well, the Savor the Sun Mountain Wine Festival is coming up in December at the Sun Peaks Grand Hotel and Conference Centre. So joining us now to give us a preview of that, plus learn a bit about the hotel in general, is Michael McLeod. He's the Director of Sales and Marketing for the Sun Peaks Grand. Hi, Michael. Hello, Randy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Uh, Before we talk about the wine festival that's coming up in December, let's just uh, do some background on the Sun Peaks Grand Hotel and Conference Centre, the basics, uh, how long have you been opened, and all those fun things. Yeah, well, we are uh, located at uh, Sun Peaks Resort, just uh, about 45 minutes uh, drive time north of Kamloops, B.C., uh, the hotel has been uh, in, op- in operation since uh, October 2002, so coming up on an anniversary here shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, you know, it's uh, the Sun Peaks itself uh, was uh, uh, a purpose-built resort, ski resort, uh, but has, has morphed into a four-season um, destination. So we certainly have a, a strong summer business as well as uh, w- winter uh, with skiing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but uh, you know, it was designed after some of the you know European villages. Uh, if you've traveled to uh, to that part of the world, uh, in Italy or Austria or Switzerland, that are at ski resorts, so very walkable uh, European style village, um, and uh, very family friendly. And the Sun Peaks Grand uh, Hotel is right in the middle of it all, and ski in, ski out for those. Uh, winter aficionados and nice. right in the center of everything for uh, for the summer activities as well. So is it busier in the summer or winter? Uh, which is more popular, the summer activities or the skiing? <laughs> Great question. Uh, summer is on the uh, on the up and up here. Uh, we've just come through a great uh, a great uh, summer period uh, this year. It's uh, pretty decent weather and uh, none of that pesky wildfire uh, smoke. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Uh, but uh, winter is still our, uh, our, our bread and butter and our main... Um, you know, our, our busiest time of year, but uh, certainly summer is, is expanding. Uh, we recently, uh, or the, the resort recently expanded its mountain bike park uh, this year. Uh, and then there's an 18-hole golf course uh, that's been here for, for quite a while that is uh, gaining popularity. And, um, you know, a myriad of other activities um, and, you know, canoeing and hiking and people take the, the chair lift up the mountain in the summertime and mm-hmm. enjoy that. Sightseeing. Um and then similar to other, you know, uh, um, ski resort destinations, uh, there's, uh, you know, they've programmed the summers to include wine festivals, to include uh, other activities, family activities and concerts and things like that. So that's kind of how we're uh, keeping busy year round. Nice. Well, I'm not yeah. really familiar with the area. So describe uh, the location and, and getting there for uh, for most people. Sure. Well, uh, we are we're actually pretty centrally located. Um, we do see a lot of uh, you know guests coming from Alberta, uh, certainly from the Lower Mainland area, uh, Northern uh, Washington State. Uh, so we are, as mentioned earlier, we are just about 45 minutes north uh, east of Kamloops. Mm-hmm. So we're right on the um, uh, the extension of the Coquihalla, which is Highway 5. We're right off that and a short sort of 25-kilometer uh, trip up uh, up the mountain to uh, reach us. Um, a lot of our guests do come through uh, uh, Kamloops Airport, um, which has service from Vancouver and Calgary on uh, both major airlines. Um, and, and Kelowna is about a two-hour a little less than two-hour drive uh, to the south. So if you're coming from Alberta or further east, uh, it's fairly accessible to get into Kelowna. Uh, we have um, partners that offer airport shuttles, and it's fairly easy if you're flying into to get to get up here. And certainly, if you've got all your ski equipment or snowboarding equipment, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty seamless. So nice. about a four-hour um, drive from the Metro Vancouver area up the Coquihalla, and uh, you know, a fairly accessible driving from uh, either Edmonton or Calgary as well. Mm-hmm. So now describe some of the rooms, uh, some of the accommodations and uh, the amenities that uh, your guests like to enjoy. Yeah, so we're uh, a little over 200, 200 rooms. Um, uh, we also have a, a residential section, which is more of a condo type product. So it's sort of almost two hotels in one, if you will. So the condo area, which we, we refer to as the residences, are full uh, kitchens, uh, one or two bedroom condo units uh, overlooking the village. So uh, again, has that really kind of a contemporary European feel to it. Mm. The hotel rooms, um, very, uh, very modern. We renovated uh, about a year ago uh, to much more of a comfortable sort of luxurious feel. Um, we were moving away from a um, 
a previous look that was a little bit more um, lighter woods and kind of uh, 19 late 1990s sort of look to a little bit more contemporary and it's got a nice uh, luxurious feel without feeling too over the top and certainly very appropriate for for our area um, and it's uh, you know as I mentioned before we are right in the heart of everything so you just need to take the elevator downstairs or and uh, you're right in the in the village or right on the slope. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, one of the events that are coming up uh, in the wintertime is the uh, Sun Peaks Mountain Wine Festival. It's uh, December 5th to 8th. Uh, tell us uh, how you've, how the hotel's involved with that. Yeah, so this is the second year. We like to refer uh, to it uh, as uh, Savor the Sun. Uh, it's in partnership with um, the Oliver Soyuz Wine Association, so the South Okanagan uh, wineries. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is year two for the event. Uh, it goes uh, December 5th to the 8th. Um, so it's great for you know for wine lovers, for foodies, and for people that are uh, looking for some early season skiing. Uh, we are we 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 tend to enjoy a very favorable early season ski condition. So you can kind of get on the mountain before the uh, holiday crowds are here and that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, we also incorporate as part of one of the feature events, um, and it was kind of my favorite event from last year was. Uh, the uh, un, um, sorry, the savor the sun at Sunburst. Uh, Sunburst Lodge is our mid mountain um, ski lodge. So guests who are attending the event actually take the chairlift up, uh, and it's a pretty exclusive collection of wineries and wines at this particular event, which is on the Friday night. Uh, so you actually get on the mountain um, and uh, can kind of enjoy enjoy things uh, sort of on your own because it's in the evening and there's no one else up there, and it's a it's a really cool experience. So. Uh, it, it kind of, uh, you know, it, it satisfies a, a number of different tastes, this mm-hmm. event. Um, now, do you have to, obviously, you have to have tickets for this? Is there like a one pass you can get, or is there different uh, venues or different things going on that you need separate ticket for? tickets for? How does that work? Yeah, so each of the events are, are ticketed individually, or there is a weekend pass. Um, ski passes and that sort of thing are, are separate. So if you if you do want to enjoy the mountain, you mm-hmm. can uh, buy those separately. But uh, there are four different events in, incorporated into the uh, wine festival. And starting on the Thursday night, uh, there's a, a very sort of uh, exclusive sort of black box. Uh, think If you think of uh, Iron Chef, uh, the sort of a kitchen throwdown event on the Thursday night, kicking things off. Uh, the uh, aforementioned uh, event at Sunburst Lodge. Then we have a larger um, evening on the Saturday night in the hotel ballroom, which will feature up to 15 wineries and just a ton of food. Uh, <laughs> and then we close things off on Sunday morning with a with a bubbles at brunch nice. uh, also at the hotel. So each of those, as I said, are ticketed individually, but um, and all of that can be found at the Oliver Soyuz um, website, which is oliverasoyuz.com, and you can buy tickets right there online. Well, it must be a fun event where the whole village gets involved, I would bet, right? Yeah, and it's a great kind of kickoff to... Uh you know, to the season. Uh, as I said, we're usually open a w- couple of weeks before that for mm-hmm. skiing. Uh, so this, you know, we're into December at this point. It's, it really kind of kicks off the, the holiday season. It's uh, it's great to even get some of your, you know, colleagues together for sort of a, a different Christmas party type event. Um, and, you know, the culinary team, this, this was a vision of our uh, executive chef, Hans Steerly, and uh, some of the proprietors at Riverstone Winery down in um, the Oliver area uh, that really 
brought this together last year. And so the, the focus is really on some of these wines that are hard to find, private collections. Um, they are also um, really focused on the food and particularly the regional food. So it's, it's a really nice event and a great way to kind of kick off the ski season. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. It's the Sun Peaks Mountain Wine Festival. Uh, savor the sun and uh, make playing a big part of it is the uh, Sun Peaks Grand Hotel and Conference Center. And their website is sunpeaksgrand.com. And Michael McLeod is the Director of Sales and Marketing for the Sun Peaks Grand Hotel. Uh, appreciate your time, Michael. Thank you. Thanks, Randy. Appreciate it. Well, if you're thinking about heading to Florida to check out the attractions such as Disney World and Universal, one option is staying in the area of Kissimmee. So here now to tell us about all the advantages Kissimmee has is D.T. Minnick. He's the president and CEO of Experience Kissimmee. The website is experiencekissimmee.com. Hello, Mr. Minnick. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Is it Kissimmee or Kiss Kissimmee? <laughs> it, it's, it's Kissimmee. But um, as long as you come to visit, we don't care how you pronounce it. I bet you it's the most uh, mispronounced uh, city in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Before we begin, I wanted to just get an update. Uh, Not that you were really affected too much by Hurricane Dorian, because you're more inland. Is that correct? Yes. Well, we didn't even, I mean, we didn't even get hardly any rain. I mean, we had worse just regular summer thunderstorms than we had with Dorian. So... Um, you know, but the, the parks and things closed just as a precaution for mm. about 24 hours. But, um, yeah, everything's great here and business is back to normal. And, um, and probably Canadians aren't, you know, they're not real familiar with hurricanes. But when a hurricane brushes by like Dorian did with us, it just sucks all the humidity out of the air. So um, the weather is actually really beautiful right now. Well, your website, uh, which is experiencekissimmee.com, says make every moment into a memory. So how many memories can we talk about in the next uh, 10 minutes or so here? We have memories. We could talk for a week about memories. Um, but, you know, that goes, that goes into play that we're a really um, big family destination. And um, what we're seeing is Disney is almost 50. We're right at the we're right at the entrance to Disney. We were, Kissimmee was the original entrance to, to Disney when they first opened. There were no other, they only had the one entrance at the time. But Disney's coming up on its 50th anniversary of being open in, in, um, in Central Florida. And what we're finding is now a lot of multi-generational travel where the grandparents experienced Disney when they were kids and then they brought their kids and then now they're bringing the the grandkids and in some cases the great grandkids. So um, that's where we talk about making memories, um, really great family memories, not just with Disney, but with all of the theme park attractions and also all of our phenomenal ecotourism um, opportunities that we have here in Central Florida in the Kissimmee region. Uh, well, and when people think of Disney and, uh, and Universal and uh, those types of attractions, Orlando comes to mind. So you're you're probably neighboring Orlando, but do you do you sort of feel like you're the second cousin? You don't quite get the recognition. Well, we're we're working on changing all of that in the last five years. Um, this organization's. Um, been going for five years now, and and before that, it, there was a government agency that promoted tourism. But 
we're um, we're different than Orlando, and we like to be different. Um, and we have some great things that Orlando doesn't have. So we have the great proximity to the parks, like you said. Um, pretty much the, the tourism corridor is about 20 minutes from Orlando International Airport. So in a lot of cases, we're closer to the airport than some of the other locations spread out through Orlando. But one of the big things, two big things that make us different is I mentioned earlier, we have great ecotourism opportunities with airboats and with zip lines and with um, amazing kayaking. Um, but the other area that really differentiates us and is really becoming popular with our Canadian market is we, are, um, we have trademarked this actually. We're the vacation home capital of the world. We have more vacation rental homes here than anywhere else. Um, and in fact, Orlando and Orange County, they don't allow um, vacation homes to be built. So um, we have approximately 22,000 vacation homes. They're all within um, minutes of the theme parks and the outlet malls. And they range from um, a two-bedroom condo all the way up to a 22-bedroom mansion. And we have a lot of these the, on average, the new product is somewhere between five and 10 bedrooms. So it can accommodate either a multi-generational family like we talked about earlier mm. or multiple families. And we're finding both of that. And they're, you know, they're, it's a new product. Um, we had five years ago, we had 6,000 of these homes and now we're up to the 22,000. So it's all been built in the last few years. Um, for the most part, they have their own private swimming pools, a barbecue grill, um, the big ones have everything from bowling alleys and movie theaters and arcade rooms to um, Turkish spas. So it really goes the whole gamut. Mm -hmm. But what it's great, what's great for families is, you know, they can they don't have to eat three meals out a day. They can yeah. come home and cook dinner or they can have breakfast before they hit the parks. Um, some of these and, and a lot of these homes are built in standalone communities. So no one lives that like, for instance, Encore is 800 vacation homes. No one lives in that neighborhood. They're all rentals. Um, but in the middle of Encore, so you have your own home with your own swimming pool um, that you've rented for the week or two weeks or whatever. But in the middle of the 800 homes is a huge resort complex. So it has two restaurants, a bar. It has a huge swimming pool with slides and everything and with poolside food and beverage service. It has a kids program. It has a concierge. It has a Disney desk. Um, and so you've got all, it has a fitness center. So you have all of the amenities of a resort, mm -hmm. but all the conveniences of having your own home with your own kitchen and your own swimming pool and all of that. So these are really popular because of the value that they bring. And, mm -hmm. um, with the Canadian, the Canadian dollar, the way it is, you know, it really brings a lot of value when you can stay in one of these homes. And, you know, what, what we're finding is the kids, um, don't, they, they want to hang out at the home. They don't want to go to the parks every day because they want to hang out in their own pool and all of that. And that's, exactly. you know, so it's, it's a great, it's a great, um, vacation alternative. We still obviously have, um, the traditional hotels, you know, really nice resorts yeah. and hotels and, and then more for the budget minded, we have the smaller mom and pop uh, motels. But so, you know, we have the full range there. Um, but the vacation home product is really 
really taking off. Well, you're getting, uh, the way I understand it, you're getting the best of, of two worlds. You can have your privacy, like you say, you can cook some meals in your own uh, accommodations and then still take advantage of all the amenities. Right. And the other thing is these neighborhoods like Encore and, and some of the others, they actually offer free transportation to the parks and to the outlet malls. So you don't even, I mean, you really wouldn't have to rent a car or you leave the car there and you don't have to pay the parking at the park. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, lot of great value there. So you, now you did mention, you touched on one thing about uh, the Canadian dollar and how we get nailed for, uh, every time we go to the U.S. Uh, have you done certain things to market to Canadians specific to, to, uh, come ar- to get around that? Well, one of the things that we're doing, and we're, we're, we're taking a group of partners up to Canada um, in, a, in a few weeks, um, uh, and one of the one of the things that we talk about is, you know, for for instance, Encore, the neighborhood that I mentioned, um, typically you could rent a you could rent a five bedroom home there for around two hundred and fifty dollars a night, and if you were looking at a hotel on International Drive or in Lake Buena Vista, you're probably looking at a hotel room uh, at about two hundred dollars a night, mm-hmm. and then sometimes you have. Sometimes you have parking fees on top of that with a hotel. A five-bedroom home versus one hotel room, you know, it it make you know it it, it um, you get a lot for your Canadian dollar when you're when you're doing that. I had a a young family, uh, a father of of a young family, and he said, you know, we we come every year, and we've always stayed in hotel rooms, and um, he said I end up we're exhausted. We get back from the parks, and I end up in the bathroom, sitting in the empty bathtub, uh, reading my books because <laughs> I have, because the kids have to go to bed and we're in one room. Yeah, exactly. And what do you do? You sit there in the dark or whatever. So they're like, this is awesome. We put the kids upstairs in their bedrooms. Um, and the other thing is a lot of these homes have themed kids rooms. Oh, nice. So you'll have, oh yeah, all kinds of things. And a lot of them have bunk beds with, um, they, they actually have the, the USB ports so the kids can take their games up there and play in bed and stuff but he's like we can put the kids upstairs in bed and we have a a nice glass of wine sitting out by the our own private swimming pool for the same price of me sitting in the bathtub you know (laughs) so it it it, you do get a lot for your dollar here for your canadian dollar when you when you when you come to Kissimmee. very nice uh dt minnick is the uh, president and ceo of experience Kissimmee. the website experience com. you can make lots of memories uh going to Kissimmee. uh Time is our enemy, uh, Mr. Minnick, so uh, I guess we'll just have to uh, have you back on to, ex- to talk uh, about more of uh, places to explore near Kissimmee. Great. Well, we love, we love our Canadian visitors. You're our number one international market, and um, thank you so much for allowing us to share with you a little bit about our really magical special destination. Thank you so much. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. I want to thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, take a minute, rate the show, leave us a review, and tell a friend about the podcast. And if you want to drop me a line, my email address is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler, or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.